Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code RENEGADE or call 800-889-6817 to receive this exclusive offer. Free Talk Live. Talk Live. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Boy, is there a lot to talk about here tonight, especially when it comes to insurrections. Oh my god. And I'm talking about real insurrections, like what's happening over in Kazakhstan right <laughs> oh, now. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I mean, perfectly timed, too, considering it is now January 6th as we are performing this particular episode of Free Talk Live. And, of course, there's a bunch of news in the United States about the insurrection, talking about what happened last year when a bunch of unauthorized tourists uh, went through the Capitol building and somebody took, you know, a few people took a few unauthorized souvenirs, basically. Oh, and one lady got shot to death by uh, by the cops. Yeah. So there are some ridiculous quotes coming out of the United States uh, government goons. I definitely want to share some of those with you. Now, I've only I have not dug deep on this topic at all. I just happened to see just skim a couple off the surface that happened to come by me, and they are absolutely insanely ridiculous. So we'll get into that, um, and then also Kazakhstan. We need to talk about that mm-hmm. because, like I said, perfectly timed. Literally, like twenty four hours before. The sixth, there's an actual insurrection where they're literally lighting the Capitol building on fire, and the government goons uh, like have resigned. That's fantastic. Except the president for some reason. And it's all over the gas prices. So gas prices doubled. People took to the streets and said, "We've had it," (laughs) and they went bonkers. It makes me feel horrible to be an American, like. There was a 3% tax on tea. Yeah, and that started a revolution. Everybody wanted to burn everything down. Chase the politicians around in the streets, find out where they live, so forth. And now... No amount of taxes seems to phase Americans. Completely unfazed. But to start things out here, uh, Edward is calling in from out there. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Edward. Hey, good evening, everybody. What's on your mind? So... Basically, um, yeah, I'm curious if you guys have seen Darren Beatty's report on Revolver.News on what happened a year ago. Don't know who that is, um, so no. 
Yeah, so it's revolver.news. And if you haven't done any in-depth reporting on this, which most people have not, they've just seen their televisions, they won't know any, any of this. But while the previous president was down there giving his speech, there were operations going on to take down the barricades and to create it like so the restricted area. People are walking back a half hour after this. Restricted area stuff's not even up there, and they're charging pe- people. Basically, they're, it's coming out now. There are upwards of three to 5,000 feds just swarming from all over the country there, and then they made way to D.C., and they had, they had their own ops that they were running. This thing was blatant. It was blatant. But, uh, well, I, we did talk about it in depth really when, uh, when it happened. So we did discuss that you know there were allegations and even video that the government agents that were on the scene in the Capitol literally just opened up like the side door and beckoned people to come on in. So, I mean, it definitely seemed like something weird was going on as far as this right. whole thing being a It was a more setup. like an unguided tour than an insurrection. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's it's a year. It's been a year of investigation, though, and so they have these people pinned. They've got former Marines. They've got former people overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq leading these missions. The one 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 thing um, you know about the Whitmer hoax and all that up in Michigan and everything, correct? You mean where the FBI basically put up a bunch of uh, you know they get they joined some militias essentially and they ginned up a plot to kidnap the governor. Hmm. Right, it was 12 out of 26 agents were, were informants or leaders in feds or whatever. Oh, yeah, um, and didn't everybody... one of the FBI agents actually end up getting charged criminally for beating his wife? Definitely, yeah. yeah. The, the main plot to take away from this, though, is the guy running that op in Michigan for the feds got promoted immediately after that, and where mm. do you think he went? Where? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where. D.C. D- oh, okay. So he so as soon as, as soon as they ran the Whitmer and they call it, they could in the media they could call it you know a success or whatever so he he signs on with Michigan uh, or I'm sorry he goes to DC and then they just go into full mode of putting this thing together for the Jan 6 ridiculousness. Hmm. Yeah. It's revolver.news it's it it'll take you an hour to really go through it but you meet you meet these different people in there because there was so much footage of the day. People have amassed so much footage over the last year that they can find these people now. So it's Ray Epps. Meet you, you can Google Meet Ray Epps. I'm sorry, don't Google, just search it. Um, so Meet Ray Epps is the story, and then you've got these other guys who are obviously military. The guy that gets up on the scaffold team was running the whole show. He for over an hour, he's the one saying move forward, move forward, mm. and all this. So this thing was. This thing was orchestrated. orchestrated. Are you saying that most of the people who were there were actually feds? There's, a, like I said, three or 5,000 there all day, all day. And there's a lot of uh, loose, loose affiliates. So a lot of these people had been in the message boards and all these things and just being fed informants. You make your thousand or whatever, and then you, then you, you, tell, you, you tell what you know on that. And then it all culminates in this Jan 6 deal. And a lot of people didn't know, but they were Lee Harvey Oswalds around there. I mean, they were the patsies just thinking they were going to run some special op to do something. And a lot of them, their op would have just been removing barricades and breaking a few windows and whatnot. But they all had their different things that they were doing. This thing was, it was, 
And of it's course, you know, qui so bono, who benefits? Uh, the state benefits from this. They get state to benefits, gin yeah. all this up as though it's some sort of big, scary event. And yeah, they, what... they're definitely the people that, the group of people that care the most about what happened on January 6th is the government itself. Yeah, and they're going to use it the to... The that started this. They did yeah. this against themselves. Like I say, when Trump's down there speaking, these guys were the one. I mean, this, it, and it only starts with six to ten guys taking out barricades and pushing over some things and things like that. And 60-year-old Ray Epps, he's too old to do that stuff. So he had his little 25-, 30-year-old guys that he was whispering the ears of and t- telling them what to do. And a lot of these guys had earpieces in, too, so they were getting orders. This thing was run from lots of different sides, lots of different angles. Nobody really kind of knew each other. But it, it was it's, uh, it's very interesting to look back because – it's all and it, it's not like 9/11 or whatever you go where you have to go on different people's footage. Mm-hmm. These are people on the ground that they amassed all their footage. This this is all in plain sight. This stuff is not hard. It's not hard at yeah, all. Yeah, it's 10 I mean wait 20 years since uh 2011 so more people have smartphones to have footage of what was happening. That's true. Edward, thanks for the call tonight. Thanks for bringing this thanks, up. Uh, we are definitely going to cover it and uh, I appreciate your perspective. So thanks for uh, for ju- jumping in here. Uh the number 603-283-61 60 and yeah it's the state that benefits from this specifically yeah, you no know, people are always government. like people are always saying you know 911 couldn't have been an inside job that's a stupid conspiracy theory like the government couldn't pull together the manpower to do such a thing he's just said that you know thousands of people came from across the country to go do this thing and most of them were basically federal federally attached if not actual employees right so how hard is it to and they were so willing to do it and it doesn't surprise me at all it doesn't surprise me at all. i mean you know, they're willing to go to other countries to do wor- worse things so why wouldn't they do it absolutely to, like, they don't care you yeah. mean like the cia well i'm just talking about people uh, and, military and feds in general yeah. the fbi does too the fbi goes abroad yeah. you know so they benefit from this uh, because they get to play it up as though it was some big attack against the uh, you know the, the government of the United mm-hmm. States. It's and just now, a false flag. It's and, like a woman hitting herself just so she can go to the police and say that like mm-hmm. her boyfriend hit her. That's what the government's yeah. doing to themselves. And this allows them to you know make the excuse of in, improve you know increasing budgets for security, right? Like oh, okay, we mm-hmm. need to hire more capital police. I remember shortly after this. Uh, when this happened last year, they were talking about, you know, increasing the budget and, and moving ca- the Capitol Police into, like, major cities. Like, they were talking about the uh, Capitol Police need to have an office in Florida and an office in, you know, other states where they can then have their agents doing investigations in other states to keep the Capitol safe, was the idea. As though we don't have enough federal police in every state, they want to just, you know, create the Capitol Police as a new national police force. Yeah, I'm not sure that any federal police are, are constitutionally allowable, though, are they? But we have them. They're all over the place. All over the place. Uh, FBI, Federal Protective Service, you and many more. That list goes on. Yeah, it sure does. There's more coming up here, and you can join us. The Ridiculous Quotes, coming up. Talk Live, and you can join us here whether you want to comment on the so-called insurrection or whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about the dead internet. 
people being banned off of platforms. The latest example of that. Matt's got that story. Of course, uh, open phones as always if you want to join the show. And we definitely have to talk about Kazakhstan um, because you want to talk about a real insurrection where there's actual real consequences for the government goons. That's happening in Kazakhstan. Uh, Three police officers have been beheaded. In Kazakhstan, the capital has been set on fire. Somebody gets in it. Kazakhstan. So, you know, that's a real insurrection. What happened in the United States was at, at best an unauthorized tour. And arguably it was authorized because apparently people just, you know, government agents just opened up the doors to the place and beckoned people in. And I'm not saying apparently because that's what someone told me. I saw a video of it last year. I saw a video of what was obviously like a side door. Some agent in the Capitol building just opens the thing up and just just holds the door open as people stream in. Yeah, you know, and I remember seeing like, I remember this one Capitol cop, a black guy, and he's he like, he was running away from the mob, but it almost looked like he, he was doing it in jest. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like exaggerated. Like, yeah, it was like, you know, oh, here they come. And he was like ah! running away. Ah, you know, it didn't look like he was at all scared. Yeah. You know, and why should he be? I mean, it was essentially an unarmed group of people who, I mean, they didn't even set fire to the building. You know, you're not dealing with a serious insurrection unless somebody tr- at least tries <laughs> to set fire to the building. Right. You know, that's what one of my friends says. Uh, he was talking early on a, on a forum we're in, and he's probably listening right now. Hey, Josh. But he says, uh, insurrections have guns. January 6th yeah. was a protest, and we all know how much protests, protests accomplish. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin.com, by the way, great source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now, click Get Started at the top of the page, and begin your odyssey into the world of cryptocurrency. Start by learning about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash over at Bitcoin.com. Again, click Get Started at the top of the page. Or if you're not brand new to crypto, they got lots of useful tools and information over at Bitcoin.com, including their news site over at news.bitcoin.com. It's updated constantly with the latest news from the world of cryptocurrency. That's news. Dot Bitcoin.com. All right, so let's take you to the Capitol, I presume, where Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were stationed this morning, giving comments at about nine in the morning, according to a C-SPAN feed. And I'm just going to let this play here. Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them, where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. (laughs) September 11th, 2001. Okay. So wait, she didn't. You didn't get to where she says January sixth, okay, twenty twenty. It's <laughs> just in case people don't know what happened on December seventh, nineteen forty one. Pearl that Harbor. Was Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. And January sixth, twenty twenty one. On the- now, there is wanna- no one listening to this who believes 
that i don't know i mean don't right. i don't believe i don't believe that there are really that many people like i have plenty of leftist friends and mm. nobody ever complains about what happened on january 6th i think mm. most people are just like most of my leftist friends are against the government honestly you, you remember me talking mm. about fifth gen warfare i've talked about it on the show a lot fifth gen warfare i strongly believe that this is a part of it even the people on the left don't care we are being told they do hmm. they are being told they do a few of them then believe it but most of them are people people on the left have weird slightly weird political beliefs but they're not complete idiots plus i don't know typically. i just i just think most of them don't actually like the government like i was kind of nervous to go down to texas and san antonio because i didn't want to talk vaccines or anything with my friends because they're they were all they're all like kind of left-leaning mm-hmm. and uh my friend and i went down there just all you know started telling the other f- people what happened with the raid and they were just like why are they attacking him and my friend just just goes because he was working uh to promote bitcoin and it's going to take down the government and everybody was like yeah f the government <laughs> <laughs> i see i and that's Proof to another thing I've always said. I think people, most people, especially on the quote unquote left, I think they're just politically illiterate and they don't really know what they want. Mm-hmm. And they're just going along. It's like, why are there so many gay people who are registered Democrat? That makes absolutely no sense. They should be absolutely for freedom. That's an oppressed class if there ever was one. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is a spit upon a spit upon class for centuries well isn't it because the left typically panders to them that's it talk about their freedoms they talk about equality and and nobody panders like the political elite of the left Mm -hmm. they have got that down to an absolute science and i don't know even know if it has to do with the pandering like gay people have never been offered money or anything like that or it's just a promise of equality it's a promise promise of fair treatment and it's not something that can be that's not a promise that can be really delivered on by government yeah well but they got marriage so, like, that's a thing that they can point to. Oh, Kinda, see, yeah. we let you guys get into a contract with the government, too. Yeah, we, we let you. We let you get yeah. into the contract. You know, that that should that should be all that needs to be said right there. Um, I, I mean, it's know. a raw deal, for sure, but it's totally. just all they, yeah. it's all it, they it doesn't make oh, any yeah, sense. Oh, yeah, you guys it. can go and got, die for us now in the military. Yeah, oh, see? yeah, great. Equality. High five, way to go. Yeah, equality. You know, it doesn't make any sense, though, that they've ever been... On the left, they should have, not that they should have been on the right, but they should have, you know, tried to think for themselves politically and say, here's what I really ought to be. And that is for my own personal yeah. dignity and my own, my own, you know, free will uh, to, to exercise my own free will. Well, maybe that but, just comes back around to what you're saying before about the people on the left just being confused about what to absolutely. do. And, and I don't and think I that's untrue the about people the right. on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you hear people on the right saying, you know, you know what we need is a social program to X, Y, Z. And that's somebody on the right saying that. Yeah. Or they don't understand that what they like is a social program, like the police, like when me and Chris Wade yeah. were telling a bunch of pro-police protesters like we we don't like socialism they were like y'all are the socialists and we were just like why do you think that you're the ones who wants to wants us to pay for your uh, protection (laughs) social program and they didn't have anything to say to that right they just didn't understand it they were just like i'm paying for your weed for you to sleep on the civics really stopped getting taught in public high schools a long time ago i didn't Mm -hmm. take civics i graduated in 93 i didn't take civics in high school i don't there's no reason i should know anything about politics if i wasn't taught anything about politics so so a lot of this comes from the fact that people believe that there's only two options for their for them to choose and that is republican or democrat because mm-hmm. that's what they're uh, per, you know they're perceiving that because that's what they're presented with in the government run school system 
where they literally are told these things, right? Like, you are one or the other. Here's a test you yep. can take to determine whether or not you're the on the left or on the right. And then as it turns out, people are way more, you know, uh, individual, right? Like, everybody's got different beliefs. Even people on the right are constantly fighting over different things. And then the people on the left don't agree with, uh, with everything either. But they feel like, well, that's my camp. My mom and dad were in that camp, and so, so I'm, I'm in that too. camp too. And for better or for worse, we just have to make the camp the best camp it can be. Uh, but there's more ridiculous content here from this so-called insurrection, the first year anniversary, I guess. We're coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. Of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. A lot of people obviously want to talk about the so-called insurrection, and especially the people in the state, the people that are, you know, the, the priests, the high priests of the church of the state, They really want you to remember this event in a way that is completely unlike what actually happened. They want you to remember this as though it were tantamount to, according to Kamala Harris, tantamount to Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. And 9-11. Events on which, need I remind you, thousands of people were, you know, put to death. Or jumping out of 20-story windows. Yeah. It just goes to show how little value she puts on those people. Those people. Hmm. 20,000, yeah. or sorry, it's almost 3,000 deaths to her is equal to scaring some politicians, but not even right. killing one. Yeah, some politicians had to huddle down or they felt so frightened about this unauthorized tour that they truly believed that their lives were in jeopardy. Even though not a single one of them was harmed in any way, shape, or form during this particular event. No one was taken hostage. No one was even threatened. No one pointed a weapon at any politicians. Weapons were pointed at the people mm-hmm. who were taking this particular unauthorized tour. One lady was shot to death. Was she a school teacher or something like that? I don't know. Ashley Babbitt, I think, was her name, but I don't know uh, a whole lot about her background. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who've done a lot of you know research and you know, talking about her today and, and back then. Uh, she was a very non-frightening person yeah. at any rate. She didn't threaten the cops. Nope. She didn't hurt a cop. And the cop basically was trigger happy, the one that I understand, the, as I understand it, the one that shot her to death. Didn't need to, but he did it. Did it, and, you know, he's going to get away with it. They're not going to charge him with anything. Yeah, but Biden has vowed to charge every single person who was uh, involved in the January 6th insurrection yeah, in any it, way. Didn't they send that guy with the horns, the the dude that like, uh, yeah, whatever, the, the, Jacob Chanley or something or whatever his name yeah, was? Yeah, with the face paint. Yeah, he went to prison. He's probably just in like a fancy hotel somewhere, and he I'm pretty sure he's fed. Well, I don't know. Paid um, vacation. I mean, I, you know, that's so weird because that's such a weird person to choose to throw the book at because he's such a, you know, every protest has a protest clown. You know, we have Rich Paul. You know, Rich Paul's like our 
resident protest clown. We or go maybe there, Frank Stables. Frank. Oh, yeah, totally. A good example. And this guy was nothing more than that. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the, the least frightening people on the planet. And they're the ones that they're going to put in the can for... I mean, the guy showed up with like a, a fur-horned helmet on. Yeah, or he was you know. memorable. Without, sure. without a shirt. He, I mean, the cops were wearing bulletproof vests. Right. This guy's not wearing a shirt. Yeah, I don't know if I buy the idea that he is not sitting in a prison cell right now. I think there are ways to independently verify those those sorts of things. But, you know, that doesn't mean that he wasn't on the federal payroll. It just might mean he's super deep cover. But regardless, I you know, I don't want to get into those sort of conspiracy theories about Could you this. imagine if somebody put Vermin Supreme in prison for <laughs> going into the... He's basically a Vermin Supreme. He's a Supreme. young Vermin Supreme. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to talk about what people are actually saying, and so I've got a another clip here. So we started with Kamala Harris, where she compares this to uh, to nine eleven and Pearl Harbor, violent events where people horribly and horrifically died for no reason. Well, for the glorification of the the state, the state. in the case of Pearl Harbor, they did uh, sacrifice those people. If you reviewed the McCollum memo. From prior to Pearl Harbor, it is all about how the U.S. federal government wanted ignored to manipulate the, the yeah. Japanese, uh, no, not ignore them, but, but to manipulate them into starting a war. Yeah, mm-hmm. plus the, the the boat captains knew that the attack was coming, so they moved all the boats out of the bay, out of the harbor, yeah. and word came in from Washington, D.C. to move the boats back, back into in. the harbor right before the attack. Yeah. So it was intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, of course there's a zillion theories about 9-11 and what really went on there, but with the McCollum memo, we know what happened with Pearl Harbor. There's, like, there's no question about it. If you haven't checked that thing out, take your, take a little bit of time, uh, look it over. It's crystal clear that they uh, they planned to have their, you know, to essentially sacrifice those people uh, on the altar of creating an excuse to go to war because they knew the American people wouldn't buy the claim that, oh, well, we should just go fight the Japanese uh, no, they needed the Japanese to make it look like there was they were making the first move mm-hmm. when in point of fact they weren't. Um, so uh, but here's a clip from Ann Cooster. Now, that's not one of those nationally recognized names, but it came across my feed today because I saw somebody from the Keene Sentinel had posted this. And that's the local newspaper here. This is the U.S. House of Representatives member from New Hampshire or one of them, I guess. And this is what she had to say. 1,000 acts of courage saved my life and our democracy one year ago today in the January 6th attack on our Capitol. I am here today as both a survivor and a witness to the brutal (laughs) and violent attack that threatened my life and continues to threaten the future. Has this woman ever seen brutality? I was going to say brutal. I don't think she's even ever been thrown down on a playground. Has Nobody she, was touched. No. Uh, has she ever seen a <laughs> you know, video of what her troops have done over in the Middle East? Has she ever hmm. seen brutal? Has she ever seen any of the torture uh, photos from Iraq back during the Bush administration? I mean, this lady has no idea what brutality is. Or any of the things the cops did that sparked all the riots in 2020. And the main thing that right. they care about is... People Either walked or, into their building. She has seen it, and she just thrives on it and loves it, and she's a nutcase. Well, she's definitely nuts. Maybe, I was just going to say, maybe they're just using the words to describe how they killed that lady, Ashley Babbitt, but, you know. I doubt just, that. No, they're, you know, wiping it over the whole situation, so that way they're sure. technically not lying. America does not yet know just how close we, 
the members here in this room today, our nation, and our democracy came to our demise that terrifying day. Damn it! I mean, I'm not wishing uh, harm on these people, but she's talking about democracy. <laughs> yeah, democracy. Coming to an end. Really? Democracy was about to be destroyed on January 6th, 2021? Yeah. <laughs> it was that, like a, a threads bare, you know, no, level yeah, was, closeness? Just dangling by a thread. And really? I wasn't even paying attention to what was going on because it was so dumb. So basically what she's saying is if it was really a real like it, insurrection, if people actually burned the Capitol building down, that that would have been the end of the federal government? Is that all it really takes? You know, but it doesn't. The thing is, it doesn't matter if anybody believes this because it's patently idiotic. Like, literally, this is unbelievable. Anybody who's looking at it, no, nobody thinks that that lady's life was ever at stake. Uh, under any kind of threat, right? She doesn't think it either. This is all an act. They know it's an act. They're going to pump it out to the public as though it's real. And but that's all they have to keep do. Keep saying it. They're going to keep saying that's it. That's the rules of propaganda. You just keep telling the same lie over and over again. Propaganda. And that's the thing. I mean, how many people look? Paid how many attention? of them are involved with it? Like they're all in on it. They're yeah. all in on the propaganda. The media's in on it. In fact, uh, and if any of them were being honest, at least one would have said, "You know, okay, what happened was uh, bad. You guys shouldn't do that." But you know, we weren't in danger. We weren't about to die. But none of none of the politicians no, that were there have said anything rank. like that. Nope. Uh, and 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 the mainstream media. Here's a. What's under the uh, the Twitter? What's happening? U.S. National News quote: There is no credible evidence that the federal government was involved in planning the January sixth insurrection. Fact checkers report. Oh, thank God! Basically, anything with fact checkers in it, you might as well just consider government propaganda uh, immediately. It always backs the government. It always, you know, explains uh, away anything that the state does. And and so the media is completely on board with this particular narrative. It doesn't matter that there's absolutely no video footage to corroborate what these people are talking about. And there's cameras all over the Capitol. So, like, if there was some sort of brutal act going on, besides the murder of the protester, if there was actually a brutal act that transpired against these Congress people, they'd have video of it. They'd be putting it everywhere. Yep. But they don't have that. So all they can do is just speechify about it and just reiterate what this to them was and it's the old what is it herman goebbels i guess or Goebbels? i don't know how you pronounce, repeat, how you pronounce re- it get, but Ger- goebbels yeah, yeah goebbels. from it, from nazi germany yeah you repeat a lie often enough it becomes, it the, becomes truth. the truth and that's what they're doing here and they're going to bring this back every single year on january 6th and make this some new uh memorial commemorative occasion and if you want to share your thoughts you're certainly welcome to join us 603-283-6160 that is until they actually go away it's free talk live and you can join us here number 603-283-6160 and if you found some ridiculous quotes from these politicians or the media people about january 6th you want to share them with us feel free to call in like i said i didn't dig deep it wouldn't have been hard to find more of these things I mean, I just you know saw one from Kamala Harris. Okay, she's comparing this to uh, you know nine eleven in Pearl Harbor, the comet that wiped out the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only, oh, if only Washington D.C. Would, would be hit by a comet. If the cap, if everybody in the Capitol for some reason died, like getting hit by a comet, the puppet masters would just replace them immediately. 
democracy wouldn't end. I mean, you'd you take a lot of really bad people out in one yeah. fell swoop. You know, there. I, I think I heard, I think I, I understood once that I could be wrong here that Washington D.C. is very, very near sea level, even though it's inland, and mm. that yeah. if like one good earthquake, like off the coast of Italy or whatever, could what like send a wave that would wash Washington D.C. right under the water. Well, the uh, the climate freaks are you know all a flutter about how oh my god if the sea level rises this is what D.C. will look like and they've made you know okay, maps okay. where the, the water comes up. Okay. And I'm like all right, so you're gonna that's when I set a tire on fire fine. in the yard and you know. <laughs> Fine. Well, actually, why doesn't it rise a little higher? Because some of the monuments are like real high up, right? Yeah, like they're yeah. they're on mounds. We, need, or we hills. need to get another fifteen feet out of this people. We need yeah. to, you know, smoke some more cigarettes or dump your dump, you know, water your lawn with motor oil or yeah. something. Cow farts. <laughs> Cow farts. Uh, so let's go to your phone calls here. Your calls are welcome at six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Whether you want to comment on the so called insurrection, and we'll get to a real insurrection. What's happening in Kazakhstan? That's on the way here, but Tom is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom. And remember, the guy is going uh, on and on about the big lies being spread by a former president and his supporters. The big lies, the big lies. And all through the speech, he's repeating one big lie about this threat to our democracy when the founding fathers did not establish a democracy they established mm-hmm. a federal republic you know and it's a see uh does and, it really matter though i mean this is a point that yeah. we used to make on the air on free talk like in the early days of free talk live we made that point well it's not a democracy it's, it's a, a constitutional republic. republic what's the what does it really matter i mean in a republic people elect these goons well uh, i think it does matter only because that's the term that they want people to focus on because it's something all people most people think oh yeah that's that's a kind of good idea so they can now protect the government they're like i like the word democracy they don't like the word republic because republican Hmm. we like democracy and we want to protect the government Uh, and see the problem is that people who are wise and educated on these points are being turned off by the speech because they know the difference and I think that libertarians not only should be allowed in the uh, campaign debates and the presidential debates, they should sure. get more time so that they can rebut lies like that one. And it takes longer to say what the United States really is, so they should be free to do that. Now, the next point I want to bring up, though, mm-hmm. uh, is that uh, for years, the most members of Congress have been voting to fund the Drug Enforcement Administration, and now they know what it's like when their place gets raided. Mm. And during the speech, Joe Biden said, uh, the Bible tells us uh, we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. And he's uh, referring to uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And for those who don't know it, when you look at the uh, flag of the Dominican Republic, it has in the center of it an open Bible, which according to Article 32 of the Dominican Republic Constitution is open to that verse, one uh, John uh, chapter 8, verse 32. That is, it specifies. I mean, you would never be able to see it in the fine print of it, but uh, that is what the, the state, the national constitution says that Bible is open to, is uh, John eight thirty. what is that? The uh, Bible that is featured in the... I know, the but what's the verse the in re- reference to? It's the, the truth shall, you, the, you will know the truth, and oh, the sorry, truth I will set that you detail. free. Oh, sorry, I missed that detail. Okay. Yeah. 
So there's a, a point that a lot of people from the Dominican Republic don't even know mm. that the Bible in the center of their country's flag is open to uh, that verse, John 8.32. Okay, I'm not and sure why that's relevant. So, so, well, what is relevant, though, is that uh, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert was getting so much uh, criticism for bringing a gun with her into congressional sessions. She doesn't need a gun to protect herself in there, doesn't she? No, they have security. Hmm, I bet they haven't brought that conversation back up. No. Okay. Thanks, Tom. Well, no. I just want to say, comment on his first point about uh, Donald Trump uh, being quoted saying that I mean, not Donald Trump, Biden being quoted saying this morning that last year on this date that Trump was spreading a web of lies about the uh, election being stolen from him. I think that the worst point to point out in that is just the fact that the president who was declared to have won is just telling the people uh, any any idea that you have that there was voter fraud is lies. Definitively, don't have to show you any proof. It was lies. Says the winner. Says the winner. Mm-hmm. That's just that's a direct. Um, it's like Lyndon Johnson talking about how it was certainly was not a government plot to that JFK died. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like a uh, you know perfect textbook um, explanation of the people that run your government are doing things that you think only other people's governments are doing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, ultimately, the whole election controversy is completely meaningless i mean because it's just another distraction okay you guys get all upset because somebody quote unquote stole the election well even if trump had won the election nothing different would have really happened no trump would have been pushing the vaccines Mm -hmm. they would have rolled out the third vaccine with the booster and the whole thing would have would have gone down now whether or not the liberals would have stayed anti-vax in that situation is an interesting question because you you can go back to 2020 and find quotes from leftists who were all about i'm not taking no trump vaccine and then of course as soon as the label got changed to biden on the vaccine then it's like the- yeah i'm rolling <laughs> up my vaccine. sleeve give yep. me five of them and so you know maybe they wouldn't have it would have been interesting to see how that version of reality would have played out but you know, ultimately you would still see i think basically the same crap that that's going on i agree but i think that every um presidential election has been selected by the feds so it's just interesting that you know when people are actually like hey we think something went wrong there because i don't believe that uh, joe biden won the election i i drove all over the country in 2020 i drove from las vegas to san antonio and i drove from san antonio to maine and i just don't believe that Joe Biden had more supporters than Are Donald Trump. Are you one of the people who believe that Trump was somehow not chosen to win? Because if you believe that there's somebody, no, who's I think a he was master, chosen to win in 2016. Okay, because I think he's always uh, they because there's some people the that believe that somehow the puppet masters didn't choose Trump and that he was somehow this sort of outsider no, that he, came in. I think he's obviously like meant to look like a savior to some people, mm-hmm. and he's not the savior that they want. They're all the same. But I'm, yeah, I'm just wouldn't saying. You, wouldn't you agree that Trump was made to look that way? He's made to look as though he's an outsider in order yeah. to bring people back into the fold who had been so pushed away by politics as usual. Like, oh, look, 
one of you won. Look, this guy, he's not a real politician. He's not. He's, he's never run for office before. Well, he had, but uh, you know, he's never been in office before. He's not a real politician. He's a businessman. He actually won this election. He can't he's be gonna, bought. He's going to drain the swamp. He can't be bought. Look at what he's going to do. And then he does the same old crap. Yep, I, I totally agree with that. But the memes were so good. And he was entertaining. I will uh, oh I will hand it to him. Uh, he still hasn't launched his new Trump social website, or they're going to call it Truth Social. So I am looking forward to him getting back on uh, to, inter- you know, to internets, because he's been completely absent for the last year, ever since Twitter banned him and Facebook banned him from their platforms. They've and- been doing a lot of that lately. Yeah, they have. Uh, in fact, I know you want to talk about Robert Malone, I believe yeah, was his Robert name. Malone, He's Dr. like a you know, high-level doctoring kind of person mm-hmm. who's actually worked for the government and well, the CDC. He's actually one of the people who helped invent the mRNA, mRNA. technology. Yeah. Uh, he did a lengthy interview with Joe Rogan, and that got taken down from YouTube. So I know you wanted to discuss that. We can get into that on the way here. And, of course, you're welcome to share your thoughts with us. The number is 603-283-6160. Bonnie wants to talk about what is called dead internet theory. It's a very interesting theory. Totally. We can get into that on the way as well. And also a real insurrection. You want to talk about a real insurrection? Let's yes. go over and look at Kazakhstan, where they literally sent uh, set their capital on fire. They have killed apparently now 13 police. Wow. Uh, according to a story from The Sun. And there's a lot to say about this. All of it. Triggered by a doubling of gas prices. And I can't see Americans doing anything like that. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't There'd know. There would just be memes and people would be like, I need some more stimulus to pay for this double gas price. 603-283-6160. They sure would. And you can share your thoughts with us here. You can take control of the airwaves on Free Talk Live Hour 2 coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live it is free talk live we're kicking off the second hour here and the phones are open as always the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 you can bring up whatever you want to talk about and we've been talking about the so-called insurrection Apparently tonight on Capitol or the you know the U.S. Capitol, they're having a candlelight vigil. <laughs> they brought out the priests like uh, Kamala Harris and you know these other government goons. Maybe Joe Biden will come out with a city ordinance saying that nobody can picket in front of his house. 
Well, they're definitely not allowing the average people in this event, like you can mm-hmm. tell, because the photo shows only about maybe five or six dozen people that are participating. So it's obviously the elite class. It's the people who are in the, you know, the government church. And you and I went to one of their buildings today, Bonnie. We were at the federal church in uh, federal court church in New Hampshire in, in uh, Concord. You were dropping off some paperwork uh, there and and you know I asked you doesn't it just look like a like a creepy church because you were looking up at this yeah, it was just so big ridiculously tall um, circular kind of stru- I don't know how to window even describe and it yeah this, awning the window but it's metal it, and stone yeah it it's not like stained glass and beautiful it's this sort of ugly institutional but yet obviously kind of religious flavor to it and and so now they're holding a religious uh, candlelight vigil for the the poor poor state that apparently was about to crumble under the the weight of the unauthorized protesters on January 6th which they want us to believe was some sort of a in one in the words of one representative in the United States House quote brutal that she was in fear for her life from the brutal demonstration that... Uh, she's a survivor. Yeah. yeah. She's a survivor. Right. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. Alu Axelman is on the line calling us from the Liberty Block over at libertyblock.com. Hey, Alu. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Have you guys heard about House Bill 1189? I have not. I mean, not by number, at least. What does it do? Well, I've been trying to ask state reps for years if they would propose a simple bill, um, pretty much the same idea as an article I wrote about in 2018. I started writing about the concept of voluntarily funding the government, making government gangs raise money voluntarily without coercion, like us humans have to raise money. We can't put a gun to people's face. You have to convince them to donate to us by giving them value in exchange. Yeah. I don't force people to buy my books. I ask them if they want to buy them, and if they do, they do. If they don't, I don't put the gun to their head, you know, think about my books or not. Yeah, that would be an so, amazing change. I mean, I've, I've been saying that for years here as well. Like, like let's make the uh, property tax a voluntary bill. And if you like the police department, you can send them a check. Uh, or if you, you know, you appreciate the road crew, then send them some money. Or at least, you know, have some boxes that you can check on the tax bill saying, here's what I want my money to go towards or something like that. I asked a lot of reps, and I must have asked Julia Sodi, a great Liberty rep from Wyndham. I must have asked him a while ago because a few months ago at a meeting, he told me that he is looking to propose a bill, and he did propose House Bill 1189. And Mike Yakubovich, who's one of my state reps, and Mark Warden, who I'm sure you know, mm-hmm. signed on as co-sponsors. So All now right. he has three sponsors, and I think it could pass. It's a very simple bill. Um, Julia Sodi was thinking of like a GoFundMe type thing, but I was thinking of it as more of an advertising type thing because GoFundMe, you know, it kind of implies that people would want to give money to the government, and most people are not very inclined to give more money to you know uh, violent criminals, government gangs. But what I was thinking, and he did put it in the bill. I, I just checked a few weeks ago before I wrote the article about this bill. He did say that. It, he, so he wrote separate parts of the bill for the gut for the state and the separate part for the municipalities like towns and cities so for the state for both uh different types of government it says the same thing it says um the governing body may approve suitable recognition of donations as they see fit so pretty much that that part of the bill will will do is make it so that it's advertising right so people the the state government so for instance dictator sununu for the state level or your town administrator or town or city mayor on the city level will negotiate with businesses 
and a business will only donate a million dollars if they get a plaque or a billboard or their big logo on the side of all of the fire department trucks. Make sense? So, mm-hmm. for instance, I would do this. LibertyBlock.com would be happy to at least do a few hundred bucks to put a big, you know, logo, beautiful purple and gold logo, LibertyBlock.com on the side of all of my town's fire department vehicles. I would do that for a few hundred bucks a month. And if that happens, that's fine. If, if someone outbids me, like Amazon has a place in Hookset now as well, a delivery center. So um, if they outbid me, that's fine. It'll be more. And the bidding, obviously, there will be price discovery and everything will have a value. So, for instance, our town has a few hundred vehicles, I think, maybe, you know, dozens, maybe a few hundred vehicles, a few buildings that we own the town, the schools. Well, the outside of every building is a billboard, right? It's seen by people, meaning it's a billboard. All of the police cars that are driving around all day, the fire department trucks, all of our municipal trucks for public works, they're all rolling billboards. That's what we say in the ambulance industry. You're rolling billboard, everyone sees you. So I, I'm sure they can raise $18 million, which is our town budget. And the state for $3 billion or $6 billion, or the whole state budget of $6 billion, half comes from D.C. Once we leave D.C., um, you know, even raising $6 billion is very easy. The state owns, what, thousands of buildings and vehicles? They're all billboards. If I gave you thousands of billboards, couldn't you raise $6 billion a year? Very easily, right? So this, this at least starts getting that process going. It's probably legal now, but this bill clarifies and encourages mm-hmm. the state and municipalities to do this. So it's not a very radical bill, I don't think. It's got three Republican sponsors. They're in the majority. It's not very radical. It just doesn't change anything, but it allows and clarifies and encourages state and city governments to be able to accept more money from donations and recognize the donors. So it's not very radical. So hopefully it can pass. That being said, if it does pass, you know, we can also say it's the first step to phasing out taxation, mandatory taxation, right? So in a sense, it's radical, but it's not a very radical bill. So I'm I'm confident it can pass and I'm hoping it does. Now, it's hard. You know, I'm not an expert at reading these bills, uh, but I do. You know, I did pull up the text of this thing here, HB 1189 uh, here on uh, the uh, the state or actually the GenCorpMobile.com site. And it says here that the governing body of a municipality may establish, so they don't have to, a voluntary donation trust fund for which they may accept and credit voluntary donations of money to be used to, A, reduce the amounts raised through property taxation. I like Mm -hmm. that. I like that. Uh, B, fund new or existing municipal road, bridge, or building construction projects. C, maintain parks. Or D, make other unauthorized expenditures, including election audit costs. Does that mean that any voluntary donations they receive have to reduce the amounts raised through property taxation, or that's just one of four different options? That part does seem unclear, if I'm understanding yeah. you correctly. But what I'm hoping will happen is, is for instance, on the state level, people will, when they give a donation, they can say, this is to be used for that purpose. For instance, mm, okay. I'm donating you know, $100 per month to the state of, of New Hampshire in exchange, and it'll be a contract in exchange. I want you to put the Liberty Block logo 10 feet by 5 feet wide on the state mm-hmm. house for one month. And hopefully it'll be a contract so they can't, like, take the money and use it to send police to my friend's house to punish them for crypto crimes. Yeah. Like, I do see what you're saying, though. What, regardless, it, it is a, you know, a step in the right direction, although I don't know how many people want to give extra money to to the uh, the state government in this uh, But in this even case. if they aren't receiving any money at that time, people could still point to it as a way to say, why do you need to steal money from us? You have this other mechanism. Yeah. Exactly. And they, they already do this, right? So I've written articles about this. I'm working on a whole book called Taxation is Theft. I'm going to publish hopefully in a few months. 
Um, I've talked about this for, for years. State governments, the city governments already do this. We have sponsor a highway, adopt a highway. 82 sure. liquor stores run by the state government. They're raising billions of revenue. The lottery system raises, I believe, hundreds of millions or billions of revenue. So the state government's already, they understand, and that's what kills me. The state government understands they can raise money, like you and me, voluntarily without using force. But they still love using force. Yeah, it's so much easier if you can just threaten to steal people's land yeah. and their property from them. You know, but but, but it is unprecedented. They're already doing it. No, that's true. I mean, here in Keene, uh, one of the nicer parks is called Ashwaylet Park, and there's a ton of sponsorships in that park. There's a ton of like like every brick. Uh, that's laid along yeah. the paths. All has, you know, brought, somebody's name. Yes, but yeah. brought to you by so and so family. Yeah, the or, bench has its own plaque. Every bench has a plaque. Uh, the bridge was donated by a, a private company. So, and I believe there's even a volunteer crew that goes around and you know plants things in the springtime. And so it's really it's, it's the reason why it's a nice park is because it's a community, really truly a community park, and the the town government really has very little to do with it. Alu, can you hang on and and talk about what's going on with uh, the independence bill? I know you're yeah, Johnny sure. on the spot on that issue. You got time? Yes, sir. All right, stand by here. Olive Axelman here with us. Uh, he is the publisher over at libertyblock.com and also the president of the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence. And you want to talk about an exciting bill. There's one that's been filed that uh, is historic, and we'll talk about that on the way. This is Free Talk Live for Independence. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And we are raising funds, by the way, for Give Directly. It's the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. Right now, we're raising funds for families in Bamet and Kalippi counties in Kenya who are in dire need of assistance. Over the last decade, the folks over at GiveDirectly have delivered $400 million, or a little more than that, I guess, to more than a million people. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, that cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away to choose for them. So if that's what you prefer, we agree, and we are matching your donations up to a total of $30,000. So if you want to help out, head over to give.freetalklive.com, and you can uh, send some uh, some funds, much-needed assistance there. And they do accept cryptocurrency donations, by the way. That's give.freetalklive.com. It's Ian, Matt, and Bonnie in the studio tonight. And I dare say, I think I speak for the whole studio when I think we all support the idea of New Hampshire independence. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, amazingly, there has been a bill filed by some state representatives. In fact, I believe seven state representatives filed Bill CACR 32, as it is called. No, it's not a. It's not an HB because it's not a true House bill because this is actually a proposed constitutional amendment here in New Hampshire. Which the process for that is that uh, three fifths or sixty percent of the state House and state Senate have to vote for this in order for it to be placed on the ballot in 2022, and then. Two-thirds of the voters would then have to vote for it in order for it to pass, and in in this particular case, it would result in the immediate declaration of independence, a peaceful independence for New Hampshire, leaving the United States, and it wouldn't be, we're just thinking about it, it'd be, we're saying goodbye. See ya. 
it's over. Um, and Alu, you've been... Uh, it's not us, it's you. Yeah, it, you've been keeping an eye on this uh, pretty close over there at libertyblock.com, and you were the first person to actually catch wind of the uh, the hearing date that is going to be for this bill, because every bill gets a hearing, public hearing in New Hampshire, which is one of the reasons why this is such a historic occasion. You know, And Aria suggested that maybe something like this might have happened back in Civil War times, but since then... There has not been something like this. In our lifetimes, there's never nope. been the opportunity for the people to actually speak on the record publicly in favor or against or against uh, secession, peaceful independence. And I'm just wondering, you know, what have you been hearing since this uh, this hearing date came out, Alu? Are you getting uh, in touch with people? Have there been a lot of people who've, who've committed to attending this? Are car, carpools being formed, plans being made? What's the latest? Well, I got the email yesterday afternoon or something from Matt Santanastasa, one of the sponsors from the, the Keene area by you. Mm-hmm. And I, I was busy. I was actually like uh, flying back from Key West. I was mm-hmm. down in paradise for two days. Thank God. Beat the cold. Um, <laughs> and I was about to fly back. So I, I forwarded it to you and said, please get it out. I'm glad you guys mentioned it last night already. So I just got back and I'm exhausted today. So I've spoken to a few friends and a few said the few I spoke to said they're definitely going to go to the hearing. It is January 20th, Thursday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. Uh, of course, it, that's subject to change a little bit depending on all the bills that that committee is going to have that day because mm-hmm. they have a bill scheduled for every hour or two, and it's hard to know how many people show up and how long it takes for each hearing. But right. at 3.30, it could be a little earlier. Most More likely, it will be later. But I would get there at 3.30 or as early as you can to get parking. I'll be there super early. And the committee's... The sessions can go as late as the committee chairman and the committee wanted to. And when I spoke to Alberto Saro, the committee chairman, a few weeks ago, he said he doesn't like uh, or he never has scheduled a second day, no matter how many people show up to testify. And oh, I said, wow. well, Al, I don't know if you understand. We may have a thousand people who want to speak for a few minutes, meaning you may you know, have 50 hours of speaking testimony. So you may want to you may have to schedule a second day. And he said, nope, not this cowboy. I'm going to get my work done in my, my day. I'm not going to schedule it again. All and right. Well, Bonnie was Bonnie was suggesting to me last night off the air that we should record uh, free free talk live for that day, and I was just blowing her off, saying, "Oh, well, we don't need to do that because you know we'll be back. They'll end the hearing at five o'clock, or and you know we'll be back in time." I don't want to miss any of it. But yeah, now you're making me think twice. Like maybe we should record <laughs> the show for that day, and then you know just in case this thing goes until midnight, or we whatever. won't do it for Christmas or Thanksgiving, but we'll do it for yeah New Hampshire Independence Day. <laughs> right. Hard to say. I mean, again, I'm not the most experienced, but this i'm sure you have friends who know a little bit more about how hearings go i've been to a few and oh i've been some to go a ton. very long but yeah so, so you know like some go long but most of the time at what five or seven or eight ten p.m they'll close it down for the day right most of the time it's no later than five i mean that's that's usually really? about because because the reps have been there since nine or eight eight you know eight or nine yeah. in the morning usually most of the hearings start in the morning uh so to have a three thirty in the afternoon hearing yeah. first off is very unusual uh, it's going to allow more people to attend because there's going to be a lot of people who will, you know, you know, libertarians, they don't like to get out of bed before noon. And all those people have no excuse now. They have to show up yep. uh, so they can totally be there. And if he's saying he's committed to, you know, going into the night with this, this could be a very interesting and exhausting but you're right, hearing. I mean, realistically, the, the committee hearings, like you said, they, they're slated that five or six bills that day, starting at probably around 9 a.m. There's no way he's going to force the rest of the committee members to stay 
after five, six. Well, 7, that's 8 the PM. thing. He can't force yeah, them, and that's can't. that's one of the things about uh, if he does continue the hearing, that's actually a bad thing because these guys are going to drop out. Uh, they're going to say, "Oh, I got to be home to make dinner for the kids," uh, and then they're going to they're going to they're going to jet. But if they, if this you know goes into another day on a different week, if they continue the hearing to a, a second week or whatever, then they might move it to a nine a.m. start and just you know block off the whole day for it or something like that. And that might exactly might be yeah. Once they realize there are like a few hundred of us, maybe they'll they'll start nine a.m. and expect it to be the whole day for for this hearing. Because again, it, it all depends who shows up. I'm hoping a few hundred of us or a few thousand of us show up. If if the people who care about independence and want to make their voice heard and want to see it get on the ballot all show up, because I know there are thousands of them in New Hampshire. If they all show up, then it will blow it up to Representatives Hall, hopefully. Um, and now I, I did ask him where it'll be because I know mm-hmm. the state house, even though Republicans have control and they're not big on corona fascism, still apparently today there was a session and it was not in the state house, right? So I guess they're still afraid. Yeah, they still after two years venue. they still haven't brought yep. back uh, the uh, the f- the full on house hearings into the actual state house. They're having it in like football stadiums or whatever. Do you know where they were this time? I, I don't know. Yeah. It was I think somewhere in Manchester, they some other big venue. They're kind of hopping all around the state. Uh, but I thought it was like Republicans in control and not corona fascists, but who knows? Well, that's the um, thing. The so Republicans are out. split, right? Like some of the Republicans are COVID cowards and some of them are, you know, f- free of masks and, you know, on the liberty side. Yeah. So. I assume the majority of them were, were pro-science and weren't corona fascists. But Al did say it'll be in the legislative office building, mm-hmm. the, the hearing. Wait, so we and don't know exactly where? Controls that hearing. I, that's why I asked him. I didn't know if it would be in Manchester or Dover. Like, oh. so I asked him and he said it'll be at LOB. Yeah, no, the hearings are happening at the Legislative Office Building, at least as far as I know, and that's what some of the Democrats are upset about. They want to have all remote mm-hmm. uh, hearings and blah, blah, blah. But so to, to at least, the, you know, the Republicans' credit, they have held their ground on the on the hearings, at least. Like, look, the people have a right to come out and be seen and be, sp- you know, and, and speak to a room, not just connect on Zoom. And it's just totally I different. I think you won't way. come out or if you leave early before people are done speaking, then you should lose your seat. You shouldn't get a vote. Yeah, that'd be nice. Hey, Alu, thanks for uh, the continuation. Continuing, uh, you know, updates on this, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. And thanks for the time tonight, man. Yeah, appreciate so it. Axman from the Liberty Block. We continue with uh, 603-283-6160. What do you want to talk about? Independence? Because it's on a lot of people's minds out there. People are talking about divorcing D.C., and it's time. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Live phones open. If you want to join us here, you can. The number 603-283-6160. When you want to talk about secession, independence, 
It's not just for New Hampshire. It's just that we're leading the way. And I want to see anybody who wants to be able to leave the United States take off. I, I think it should be, you know, something that the individual should be able to do. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, most people wouldn't see that as legitimate, quote unquote. It's going to be hard enough uh, to get people on board with the idea of state secession. But we're working on it here in New Hampshire. And, you know, maybe it won't be as successful as a lot of us would like to hope. Uh, that it's going to be, or maybe it will be way more successful than some people are predicting. We might get surprised. Uh, there's, right. There's only one way to find out, and that is to press forward with this thing. Presuming that the state reps do not gut this bill in some way or, quote-unquote, lay it on the table, mm-hmm. basically make it a dead letter. Uh, you know, There are some dirty tricks that they could try to pull, but as uh, Alu Axelman points out, if we pack the chamber full of people, if there are dozens or over a hundred maybe a few hundred people that show up to this thing on january 20th in new hampshire it's going to put some serious pressure on these politicians mm-hmm. politicians you got to understand these people want to be liked they really really want people to like them especially the local new hampshire state rep politicians they literally are the most representative body in the united states as far as politics is concerned i i don't buy the scam of representation i don't believe that for a moment i think that's a joke it doesn't uh, make sense that one person can represent the opinion of what is it 30,000 people in it's in only new about 3,000 oh three even th- yeah. 3,000 that's crazy no you can't represent the opinions of two people let alone yeah. you know right. 30, 30 or 3,000 or 300 or whatever but as far as the number of people that they quote-unquote represent in new hampshire it's very very small it's you know 400 state reps into 1.3 1.4 million people you do the math and it's only a few thousand per representative district you run into these people you know if you're going to the grocery store the person who is your quote-unquote representative there's a good chance that they're in that same grocery store or they shop there Mm -hmm. uh and you know if you know what they look like you're gonna run into them uh at some point it's very very likely some of these people are your literal neighbors, and yeah, so, you see their license plates right. all the time. They have the you know the state rep license plates. Yeah, they got a they special get. plate yeah. that actually gives them uh, permission to speed and break traffic laws when they're going to the state. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, uh-huh. and to not have to pay for parking. Yeah, that's true. They're uh, they're exempt. They've got a special assigned parking space at the at the state. It's funny. I got smoked by an orange nine eleven on Route ninety three there, and I think that was. Uh, was the, it a state rep? Yeah, the the the, head, the the big guy there. What's his name? Uh, he owns the collection agency. Oh, uh, Jason Osborne. Yes. All they have to say is that they're going to the state house for quote unquote business. And, yeah. and I figured who go. that had to be just because yeah. uh, you know I know he's had fast cars in the past and I see an orange nine eleven with a state rep plate and he's doing about one hundred and ten. <laughs> and you're referring to a guy who is actually the uh, the sponsor of Free Talk Live yep. a decade ago, more than a yeah. decade ago, one of our earliest biggest sponsors. He is now the speaker. Is he the speaker? House Majority Leader. Yeah, he holds. Uh, according to the to the Democrats who hate the Free State Project, he's the one that's uh, he's the one that's got Sununu in a chokehold, and he's got bark, some serious influence. And he, they wrote he, a, a um, Sununu and Jason Osborne. They wrote an article together. So no, you're thinking of Jason Sorens, who's oh. the founder of the Free State Project. Yeah, I had them mixed up. But yes, two different Jasons. Uh, Jason Osborne has been very, very successful at working the political system, and he so have a lot of the other free staters. A lot of them are in positions of influence and positions of uh, of power in the in the state house, and that's that's only a good thing. Um, so we're talking about the uh, the idea of independence. Just a couple of comments from our chat room. Uh, we've got multiple different streams that we're streaming out there on uh, video services. Some of the people in YouTube chat 
Uh, Bikers on Call says, This issue is incredibly complex. I love the idea. We need so many states to secede, but the reality is that it will never happen. And again, I would love to be wrong, he says. So, I just think some people just love to be negative or it makes them feel safe. Nothing can change my worldview. Nothing's going to change. But he wants it. He wants to be wrong, he says. Well, yeah, but it's still too scary. The unknown is still too scary to him. Maybe that's what's at the root of it. You might be right. I mean, certainly his words don't. Most don't people are not that. brave, even men. Mm. I'm a lot more brave than most men. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seriously think I, I am. And I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the reality is, is you need to change your attitude about it. Because if your belief is that it will never happen, then It'll it never happen. probably will never happen. But if people actually believe that something is possible, then that changes everything. It is totally the most important aspect, is getting people to change their beliefs. Believe it. Right. And that's really ultimately what this, uh, this particular bill is supposed to do is to get people to talk about independence, is to get people to talk about secession. I mean, I don't think anyone actually really thinks it's going to work the first time out. I mean, I think it's possible. I think that if enough people pack this hearing, if this bill gets through that committee and enough people in the state reps hear from their constituents and the people tell them, look, we want to just vote on this. That's all, that, that's all they have to do is pass this bill so people can vote on it. That's it. They don't, they're not voting on secession. They're not voting on independence. They're voting on putting it on the ballot so people can have a say. And so that's a much easier, much more politically acceptable thing to ask for. So I think it could pass. I don't think that, you know, if the if it's 10 people that show up, it's probably not going to. Right. But if it's 100, if it's 200, if people, you know, if hundreds of people call the state reps, then it does have a chance. But it, it really is all about what people believe. And... If right now only 20% of New Hampshire actually believe it's possible to secede, that's actually, I consider, a good starting point. That's a, I was going to say, that's a big number. That's a nice big number. That, that'd be great if that's the truth. Because then there's going to be people who are on the fence, and they need to be convinced. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people who think it's a joke. And I think that I think a, a, good, a good turnout might actually take it seriously yeah they'll, they might well it could go both ways too because some of them might be like oh my god they might revolt against it mm-hmm. and other people might be like oh my god is this could this actually happen could can i live in a in a different country than the united states yeah. right here in north america you know that'd be pretty cool i definitely think people need to be respectful and um like not you know on their best behavior in this committee because we're not here to you know argue that we or we won't be there to argue that we want the state to secede we'll be there to argue that these people need to give us a voice and that's all we want i just don't want you know it to end up like people nine people arrested at the you know yeah that pretty uh, that's pretty rare i mean of all the the years i've been testifying at the the state house i've never seen that happen well house bills maybe not yet but i'm just saying you know, in 2021, there was lots of incidents like that. Well, one thing's for sure, 20, uh, you don't yeah, get 2020. to control who shows up to these things. So anytime you've got a public activism opportunity, any Yahoo, including, you know, federal agents, yeah. uh, can show up undercover and make a real fool of themselves and, you know, make you try to look, make you look bad if well, you're on their side. Then the peaceful people need to just like shun him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't get riled up, control your emotions. Yeah, we don't know you. Yep. Who are you? Where, where'd you come from? You can usually spot them. Mm-hmm. Army boots. Yeah. Buzz cut. Thick, buzz, the, the buzz cut. Thick yeah. sweatshirt. So, you know, they have like something underneath it, like maybe a 
Sunglasses. They got sunglasses. Right? They're in shape. You're thinking of like body armor? Body armor, yeah, there we go. Buzz cut, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. The other comment here, Edwin Lundstrom says, Texit is more likely, but it won't happen here either. It's not more likely. I lived in Texas. And the, it was just like, never a conversation. And if it ever did come up, it was like, my crazy uncle, he thinks we should secede. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's like the extent of it. I've lived in Texas for the largest part of any state I've ever lived in. Well, there were a lot of people that signed a uh, petition back in 2012 after Obama took office in Texas. I think they got to 100,000 signatures asking for the federal government to uh, answer the question of, well, what about Texas? Can Texas secede? And, of course, Obama... Well, then they're already failing because it's in their constitution that they can secede. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Obama's they official response was, we settled that with the Civil War. So you're asking the federal government if you can succeed, yeah. succeed, even though it's in your constitution. I'm pretty sure that's never going to happen in that state. Right. That fit. That is a failure right out the gate in Texas. Now, you know, I do want to see Texas have success at this. I want them to be able to secede. So, again, it is really all about belief. But Yeah, I don't want to say never, but I think that New Hampshire would come way before Texas. Well, that's the thing. It's they, they had a bill last year, but it was only a resolution, and it didn't even get into a committee. It got killed politically. So you don't get you don't get hearings for bills in Texas like you do for every bill in New Hampshire. More- it's free talk live. The number if you want to join us 603-283-6160 that's 603-283 6160 in the studio tonight. You've got Ian, Matt, and Bonnie. And I do want to say thank you to Paul, who is a supporter of the new AMPS program. He's gold level, which means that Paul's contributing at least 10 bucks a month to AMPS. You can join as well over at amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Support, and Promote uh, Free Talk Live to help us get Free Talk Live on more great radio stations around the country. We've got over 195 stations now. So, uh, oh, and I should also welcome our newest affiliate. I forgot to, I forgot to say hello to them. Uh, so, want to say hello to KWBG on AM and FM in Boone, Iowa, which is right outside of the city of Des Moines. So, welcome to our new listeners. We actually used to be on in boone a long time ago on a different station so it's great to be back on in the market and we are there all f- uh, well not all seven nights but five nights a week so week all weeknights yeah, yeah all three hours per night live so welcome if you're just tuning into free talk live for the first time actually i don't know if you are because they're they're a sports uh station they you know air sports games so i don't know are we in the middle of uh, baseball's not on right now right There's well no baseball. football no. is isn't over because but there's no football game on tonight, so oh, right. I don't know. spring so, yeah. training should be starting soon. So yeah, I'm guessing we're probably on. Uh, if we are on, you want to test us out? Feel free. It's open phones every single night here. Whatever you're interested in talking about, we're a national radio show. You can come on the air, and you know people all around the country and around the world uh, will hear you. The but, numbers. Oh, sorry, but the Super Bowl is in February, so shouldn't football be happening right now? Weekends. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, and Mondays, Monday night football. I think. I that's think the they're thing. just running. Bread and circus constantly now. Isn't there always something going on that's sports related? So it seemed like when Ian was in jail, it was always the. They were Red baseball Sox. games on at the time that I was in jail, though. Yeah. So that's why. All right. the time. Well, it's summertime, though. Yeah. Like spring and summer. Yeah, but that was baseball. But in the winter, it's basketball, hockey, and football. 
Mm. Well, anyway, uh, (laughs) welcome aboard to KWBG there in Boone, Iowa. Our number is 603-283-6160. Kazakhstan. We need to get into this story because it's pretty wild. Uh, What caught my attention yesterday was the fact that their Capitol building was set ablaze. And that's going to catch anybody's attention. And apparently caught the government of Kazakhstan's attention because they resigned on Wednesday, as according to TheHill.com, demonstrators set fire. Is that true, though? Because I've been hearing that they've been calling for the president to step down. So Mm -hmm. how did the whole government resign, but yet there's still a president? Well, maybe the president didn't resign. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have all the details, but I'll share with what they have at The Hill and then we'll get into uh, more on it from The Sun. But uh, they are protesting rising fuel prices and the political hold of former President Nursultan Nazarbayev. Videos throughout the country showed protesters yelling, Old man, go away! And gunshots were heard while public buildings were burned in the city of Almaty, according to Reuters. All cabinet members resigned in response to the outburst, but protesters still left a path of destruction. Police were seen using water cannons and stun grenades against the demonstrators. The well, pro- old man go away is a very relatable phrase. The protests were uh, <laughs> triggered by a spike in fuel prices and the three-decade rule of Nazarbayev, who still has control over his party and is in charge of the Security Council. The current president, whose name is Kasim Yomart Tokayev, was picked by the former president, according wow. to Reuters. They didn't even get to vote for him? That's not clear. Uh, calls, to act, uh, calls to attack premises of civilian and military agencies are absolutely illegal. The current president said in response to the protests, this is a crime and legal punishment may follow. I think they're past caring what's illegal if they're burning down the Capitol yes. building. <laughs> That's right. and, cops. Yeah, killing cops. Almaty's police chief, Kanat Tad. Tamerdanov said in a statement 120 vehicles have been burned 500 civilians have been injured and dozens of businesses have been destroyed now I always feel bad uh, when protesters don't focus you know focus your efforts on the real problem KFC you know even if they're run by some mega corporation they're still not your oppressor yeah it's the government the the cashier at KFC is not your enemy yeah they're probably your neighbor I'm sure a big at least a large load of the people that attacks uh, businesses during protests aren't, weren't actually protesting. They're just taking advantage of the chaos. Yeah, right, to, to loot and things like that. Uh, but there's another story here from the U.S. Sun. Kazakhstan has erupted in flames during an uprising which has seen three cops beheaded by mobs in the street. Russian quote-unquote peacekeeping tanks and troops are now being sent into Kazakhstan by Vladimir Putin to help crush the protests, which began on Sunday over a sharp rise in the price of fuel. Let's just hope Borat keeps his head down for a while. That's I was right. asking, He's from there. Right? I was asking Ian, isn't he from there or was he from a made up place? No, it was from Kazakhstan. They have it, superior potassium there. In total, 13 police have been killed as of the writing of this article. And the Kazakh government said the severing of three officers' heads proved that riots were of a, quote, terrorist character, unquote. It is not yet known if the rioters decapitated the victims while they were still alive or mutated their bodies after they, they died. It's also not known if they weren't set there by the government themselves. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, some 350. 
73 law enforcement officers were wounded in Flashpoint City, Almaty, and around 2,000 protesters have been detained. Russia has sent in 3,000 troops to Kazakhstan and around oh. 500 to Belarus. I was wondering how that would go because I saw a picture of where Kazakhstan is exactly today. Right on the border it, It's of on the border of Russia and China. So I was wondering how that would go. Like, are those countries getting... Uh, scared about this yeah the russia has invaded mm-hmm. uh one video well they're quote-unquote helping but uh, one video shows protesters outside a hospital forming a human shield apparently angry that wounded police were getting priority over demonstrators oh. they demanded quote no treatment for cops Dang. unquote and that is going a lot farther than just some peaceful protests and uh, you know people chanting things i'm surprised they're being that direct about it i mean i'm surprised there are people out there who are who understand that police are the protectors of the ruling class that are affecting them police are the ones that are actually doing the attacking on the behalf of the ruling class it seems a lot more direct um oppression in their countries i mean sure it it is direct oppression in our country like i said earlier it's just as bad but they are so more sly about hiding it that in kazakhstan the old president that they don't like picked the president that they have now. Yeah, so. the corruption is more blatant, uh, yeah. and that is going to create a, a different response for sure. They don't. I, and These I don't people know are th- comfortable in America. And yeah. Yes, there is that too. The corruption is pretty blatant here too. Well, to people who are looking. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You do have to be paying attention, and that's why the media, I think, and all their coverage of this uh, September or this January sixth quote unquote insurrection is still working on people because there's people that just don't know what the truth is. They've never We're looked into it themselves. They're surrounded by idiots. Yeah, They've got to be surrounded by morons. They just believe whatever it is that the people on the news say. They actually believe politicians. They make it things as confusing as possible, too. So if somebody isn't interested, then they're like, I'm going to look into this. They'll just immediately get, never mind, That that's confusing. Uh, let's see here. So the cameras, I guess some there's some shocking video showing the bodies of dozens of protesters killed in the unrest. Corpses in the mortuary of Almaty indica- indicate the scale of the carnage. Commentary on the footage says the corpses, the bodies of protesters, different ages, young people. These are all protesters, adult, young, very young. The camera shows one corpse up close. Uh, this one had surgery. Stitches can be seen, but he died despite this. Overnight police spokesman admitted the slaughter of dozens of protesters. So there's definitely, you know, violence on both sides of this. And videos also show widespread looting, of course, with seven hypermarkets totally empty of goods in the country's worst ever mass unrest. One gun shop was looted and weapons were stolen when rampaging protesters overran the Almaty branch of the National Security Committee, which is the state secret service. Wow. The equivalent of the Russian FSB. So this is basically like the uh, the FBI or the secret service here in the United States. The entire building was overrun by protesters. Meanwhile, Russia and other ex-Soviet states are sending in the uh, the military reinforcements, as they mentioned here. You, did you say they're sending people into Belarus, too? That's what the Russians are doing, for whatever reason, yeah. Huh. Uh, let's see here. It's undermining the integrity of the state, said the president, Kasim Jomart Tokayev, saying he blamed terrorist bans. But there are literally thousands of people in the streets. I was just looking at video footage of uh, gas workers that were going on strike together over this. So, I mean, this isn't just some sort of riffraff that's in the streets causing trouble. Do you this think Ceausescu ever called the protesters in Romania terrorists before Who? they... Ceausescu? 
I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, he was the dictator of Romania for many, many years, and finally one day everybody got fed up and just went out and got him, and they lined him up in an alleyway with his wife and gunned to both. That wow. A, that was, a, what, 1989 or something, or 1990, something like that. Nikolai Ceausescu. Mm. I hope this yeah. isn't some kind of, you know, deep plot to get, you know, a reason for... Russia to invade U- Ukraine just because it's all close together and I don't know they could come up with some live you know we have to we have to get a, a troops in Belarus Ukraine Pakistan we got more coming up here yeah so it could be a Russian plot I don't know this seems like people who are really pissed uh, legitimately at a you know once again all governments are terrible so theirs is awful there's more coming up here it's free talk live you can share your thoughts on free talk live we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day from wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on joined the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and phones are open here if you want to talk about whatever's on your mind. We've been discussing so-called insurrection in the United States and a real insurrection going on in Kazakhstan where members of their, I don't know what you call it, the government parliament or something like that, they've resigned. As a result of, well, the Capitol building and other buildings got set on fire, apparently, after gas prices doubled in the country of Kazakhstan. And that is overnight. What, yeah, that is what set people off and set them into the streets in huge numbers, not just protesting, but actually burning down the system. And as a result, thousands of troops have been sent in, tanks rolled in from neighboring Russia, and I presume other places will be uh, will be coming to uh, to bear with their violence to try to stop the people from actually taking back control of their land. I'm sorry, if, if some foreign country ever rolled up in here to keep the peace... I would have a really hard time standing for that. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't think these people are going to stand for it either. Yeah, I mean, I they're apparently killing cops in the streets, or at least that's what the the government wants you to believe. Uh, according to the story here at The Sun, the-sun.com, the country has seen pent-up resentment over low wages and poverty and the enrichment of a narrow elite controlling the government and Kazakhstan's oil and gas reserves. Last night, a statue of former autocrat Nursultan Nazarbayev was toppled by an angry mob. Nazarbayev, 81, yesterday gave up his final role in overall charge of security. Rumors suggest he may have fled to China or Russia, which is always what you see mm. in these situations. Wherever yeah. wherever there is like an uprising by the people, whether it be the Arab Spring or you know you you name it, whatever it is we're talking about, 
they, uh, you know, the the evil dictator, if they're not caught up in the actual blaze of the Capitol building burning to the ground, they themselves will, you know, grab a, a, the nearest helicopter yep. and get out of and there. They're out of there. Yeah. They're going to have shelter somewhere. So yeah, they, they roll up on a beach in Thailand yep. or uh, Brazil or something like that. They got it made. Rumors suggest again he may have fled to China or Russia. One report said Russia had 10. I don't know if these are I's or L's, IL-76s and three AN-124s involved in a massive military operation. I presume those are tanks uh, uh, to quell maybe. the disturbances. And then uh, apparently planes from Russia are also involved in this as well. We'll keep you up to date as we learn more. But if you've been paying closer attention to Kazakhstan, let us know. There's one other detail they don't mention here in the Sun story. But I heard on one of the uh, radio news reports on free... Uh, what the hell's our news? <laughs> we have this news news break. It's not free speech radio. Oh, uh, no, friend feature page, story news. Feature story news. Uh, feature story news, which is the little newscast thing that we run on our internet streams. They uh, they mentioned that internet service has been cut off in mm. Kazakhstan, mm. and that has actually caused some problems for Bitcoin miners. Huh. As it turns out, Kazakhstan is or was until the internet got uh, internet got turned off presumably it will be again when the internet's turned back on if everyone hasn't left uh but it was the world's second biggest crypto mining country that's on the planet that's yeah. interesting after who china uh well china would have been number one i don't think they still are i think the united states took over number one because the chinese government made mining illegal oh you didn't hear about right. that you know i did i forgot about yeah. it though the Last Chinese, I knew, China was like mining like crazy. They're setting up entire they banks were. like run by water power and stuff. Yeah, well, also just power in general is cheaper in certain areas of China, and I suspect that was like northern China or whatever. And Kazakhstan is north of China, right? Like it's in, isn't it northwest basically uh, yep. of China? Well, there's quite so, a bit of sun in Kazakhstan. Don't they do a lot of solar? I imagine there's a lot of cold in Kazakhstan yeah. during this time of year. Right under Russia. It's right next to Russia. So. Uh, you know, I think what probably happened would be that a bunch of the miners that were in China just crossed the border mm. over to Kazakhstan. Uh, their mm. Bitcoin mining industry, according to Coindesk, which was the world's second largest, has been severely disrupted for more than one day now by a nationwide Internet blackout amid widespread protests. So, you know, you've got a corrupt government, yeah. right? When they turn off the Internet. Oh, we can't let people see what's going on here. Uh, no. OK, so just got to play devil devil's advocate for the conspiracy theorists here. Uh, do you think it had to do with that? Do you think this is just an, another faked kind of thing or an, an insurrection that was you know made real for other reasons like i have this theory that the whole coronavirus thing the whole covid19 thing has to do with the governments of the world trying to give themselves a little bit of time to catch up to figure out what to do about cryptocurrency hmm. so now if we got really? china yeah. well i said something like that recently and i think it was chris on the show with us and he was just like i don't know if they're going after just because of cryptocurrency but cryptocurrency can re- literally destroy the idea that governments are like reasonable at all that there's any reason to have a government at all crypto can in every way decimate the power of government and and banking altogether Mm -hmm. at once the military industrial complex just falls right apart you think coronavirus has something to do with that sure it's false flag 
Hmm. They pump this crap out there so they can grab more control, take everybody's eye off the ball, you know, uh, start issuing more and more free money. They started throwing free money to everybody. Look how important our dollars are to you. You you need these, and here 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 have some, and and making people feel comfortable with the government, feel comfortable with the dollar. I feel like they need the government. They need it, and and really they don't. And I think that may have just been uh, if that wasn't the sole reason for the for the COVID nineteen thing, it was. The it was definitely a side hustle of it and a very handy one. So hmm. if, if China just you know banned crypto mining and everybody went across the board to Kazakhstan to do it, maybe that was them saying you know not being able to keep up with the market force, so they exerted uh, political pressure and you know various uh, methods they have at their disposal to create unrest and actually make it so that you couldn't mine in Kazakhstan either. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting theory. That would be a tough one to prove uh, in this case. And I, presumably, at some point, the internet is going to come back to Kazakhstan. It's, it's hard to imagine that a country would be left in the dark forever as far as internet service is, is concerned. So it would be interesting to see how long this lasts. Yeah, but if uh, I was a crypto miner in Kazakhstan, I'd move now. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of them are packing up shop as we speak because you can't be in the crypto mining business. Well, and- Russia's invading your country. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you certainly don't want tanks rolling through your shop. But secondly, if you don't have Internet, you don't have a business. Mm. Right. So just pack it up and which move is actually more else. proof of how well capitalism works, because people are just going to move where their business can succeed, where it's welcome, where it's one. welcome. Yeah. And so if uh, if these guys can't get the job done and it's it's important for the network, too. So, I mean, the net, the right crypto has to have miners. You cannot have crypto without miners. Correct. And these guys are going to go where they can mine. Top mining pools had lost an average of 10% of their hash rate over 24 hours as of 6 a.m. UTC, according to data from BTC.com, which has a mining pool. Their hash rate measures computing power, which is you know the the total amount of hardware that's cranking away on the Bitcoin network. It ju- got just dropped ten percent after Kazakhstan, uh, Kazakhstan's remaining government threw the switch and turned off the internet. I mean, the fact that the government can just order that to happen yeah, they just hit a switch and it shuts off is really scary. Sure. Uh, and I wonder how possible is that here in the United States, given that probably the, pretty. Yeah, given that the internet backbones are privately run, there are private companies that are, you know, the big pipes that that move data around. I mean, presumably the U.S. government would have to call them up. I would hope that they don't have a kill switch. If they're not just fronts for government agency in the first place. Kazakhstan is second only to the U.S. in Bitcoin mining hash rate with about one-fifth of the total global total, according to August data from Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index. Quote, it looks like the internet is down in all of Kazakhstan, according to the head of their National Association of Blockchain and Data Center Industry. And there were a lot of uh, websites that were apparently hosted there. There was one of the major, I think it was like blockchair.com, like one of these websites that hosts the uh, the blockchain searchable engine where you can like type in a Bitcoin address and then look at all their, their history, mm-hmm. right? One of those block, block explorers is what they're called. They had posted on their social media yesterday that, hey, we're sorry, our servers are down. We, we aren't, our site's down because huh. our servers are down. So the, apparently there's a lot of websites posted in Kazakhstan huh. as well. Sad stuff. Uh, and of course, you know, if the internet's down, we really don't know what's going on there because the, the people on the ground 
aren't able to get their individual, you know, independent individual reports out. You're not able to stream video. Right. You're not able to update a, a social media profile. So then you have to go on what the national media is saying. It's mm-hmm. like a it's like a meat world denial of service attack. Scary stuff. There's more coming up here, and you can share your thoughts. We'll talk about the internet dying coming. Talk Live. Phones open for you. If you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. Is the United States internet infrastructure set up to where the U.S. government can flip a switch and turn it off? This is honestly a question I don't I don't know the answer to. I couldn't see them setting it up in the first place without already having that backdoor in place. If you know... Uh, if you you know you paid attention to the technicals, feel free to give us a call. Let us know the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Also, speaking of cryptocurrency, we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it is available on an exchange. You can create an account over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com, with just an email address there, so you can keep your privacy intact, and then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade those for Tether, and then use your Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. You can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. So we were just talking about the internet being shut down in Kazakhstan and the effect that that's having on uh, web hosting as well as Bitcoin mining, with uh, Kazakhstan being the second biggest country for Bitcoin mining on the planet, which is pretty interesting. I did not know that. It's something I've learned here tonight. But that takes us into a story, Bonnie, that you've been wanting to talk about this evening, which is something called internet dead, th- dead, inter- dead internet theory? What yes, it called? it's dead internet theory. And what is that all about? You were telling me a little bit of it last night, but we didn't really get deep into it. Well, I wanted to bring this story in because I just think it's something that I've always had a suspicion about. Mm-hmm. And I've alluded to it several times on the show, but not very eloquently because I didn't have anything to point at. Just little observations I've made without you know taking notes while being on the internet have pointed me in the direction of... There are people out there, maybe AI, maybe not even people, who just post and post and keep posting the same opinions until the humans that are on the internet agree with it. And that's not exactly what dead internet theory is, but um, the dead internet theory is that AI now controls more of the internet or, you know, has more internet um, accounts, yeah, presence than real humans and that the internet is dead and has been for five years since 2017. This from The Atlantic. Maybe you missed it, but the internet died five years ago. A conspiracy theory spreading online says the whole internet is now fake. It's ridiculous, but possibly not that ridiculous. If you search the phrase, I hate texting on Twitter and scroll down, you will start to notice a pattern. And then she references four different accounts with similar pictures, something like a glowing pink orb or a glowing pink heart all with really girly uh, Twitter handle names, posting almost the same thing. I hate texting. I just want to hold your hand. I hate texting. Just come live with me. 
receiving 30,000 likes, 48,000 likes, 16,000 likes. There are slight changes to the verb choice and girlish username and color scheme, but the idea is the same. I'm a person with a crush in the age of smartphones, and isn't that relatable? Hmm. Yes, it sure is. But some people on Twitter have wondered whether these are really truly just people with crushes in the age of smartphones saying something relatable. They've pointed at them as as possible evidence validating a wild idea called dead internet theory. Let me explain. Dead internet theory suggests that the internet has been almost entirely taken over by artificial intelligence. Like lots of other online conspiracy theories, the audience for this one is growing because of discussion led by a mix of true believers, sarcastic trolls, and idly curious lovers of chit-chat. One might, for example, point to at underscore Capricorn, a Twitter account with what looks like a blue orb with a pink spot in the middle as a profile picture. In the spring, the account tweeted, I hate texting, come over and cuddle me, and then I hate texting, I just want to hug you, and then I hate texting, just come live with me, and then I hate texting, I just want to kiss you, which got 1,300 likes but didn't perform as well as it did for other accounts that she referenced. But unlike lots of other online conspiracy theories, this one has a morsel of truth to it. Person or bot, does it really matter? Dead internet theory. It's terrifying, but this person loves it. I'm going to skip how she found out about it. Um, so she loves this? She the thinks it's who funny. Wrote, the person who wrote the or article? She, th- she loves reading about conspiracy theories, and she goes into that. Okay. She found out about it on 4chan. Um and a person named Illuminati Pirate, that's the name of the person who uh, posted about it for the first time, truly believes in the theory, but, oh wait, sorry, I skipped a, a little part, let's go here. Peppered with casually offensive language, the post she first found about, um, out about it in suggests that the internet died in 2016 or early 2017 and that now it is empty and devoid of, of people as well as entirely sterile. Much of the supposedly human-produced content you see online was actually created using AI and was propagated by bots, possibly aided by a group of influencers on the payroll of various corporations that are in cahoots with the government. The conspiring group's intention is, of course, to control our thoughts and get us to purchase stuff. Hmm. That's really not so hard to believe. (laughs) It's not at all. Well, I don't, I mean, the hard part to believe is the idea that there, I mean, look, I buy the idea that there are AI out there, right? We've, we've reported recently on these deep fake personalities, basically, so creepy. that are, if they're not completely AI, we know that the images are, are deep fake created. So they're not real quote unquote people, even though there may be an actual human being at a corporation who's tweeting out for this, this person who's making posts on their behalf. So they've created these fake people that are essentially, you know, easy to sponsor because they're never going to get embroiled in a controversy, right? Like they're never going to cheat on their wife because they don't actually have one or, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> like there's never going to be something like that. With but one they'll of these. also give you opinions. They give you opinions and they have sponsorships, corporate sponsorships and that kind of thing. So we know there's a lot of fakery going on on the Internet. And I think there's a lot of evidence for what you're saying, uh, Bonnie, with these accounts that are posting very similar things, sort of algorithm sounding kind of posts. Uh, questionable accounts, but I don't think that means the internet's empty. That's the part I don't buy here. Is like everybody I know is on the internet. Yeah, that's the part I don't get. How A equals B? Well, I mean, I think it's a there's a matter of ratios that needs to be talked about here too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can can they can create 
an unlimited number of fake accounts mm. and you know bot accounts and by comparison the, if if there are way way more of those than there are actual human beings on the internet then yeah the the internet's effectively dead yeah like living people on the I internet see what are you're a much smaller yeah. number in comparison to the, the fake accounts. what is the ratio yeah that's, we don't that know. Matters. We don't know the answer to that yeah. question, but I guess that's what she's alleging here in this story is that there are more fakes on the internet than there are real people. So therefore, it's sort of quote unquote empty in that way. Yeah, and one thing, even I don't think she mentions it, but even if there aren't more AI than humans, the AI somehow is what is influencing what everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. Like on Twitter, people just say the same things over and over again and mm-hmm. they act like it's their personality when I'm like, I saw somebody else say the same thing. It's like it wasn't original. Like why are we all repeating the same things and, and they don't even know it. Yeah, we watched this interesting animation from Visual Capitalists. Have you ever seen any of their stuff? I don't think so. It's interesting stuff. They they made an animation that showed over a, the course of the year what people were talking about in the United States on the internet. We'll bring that up and talk about it further because it's relevant here, I think. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. We're talking about dead internet theory. It's an idea that I had not heard of before you brought it up, Bonnie. It's a story that you're sharing, I think, from The Atlantic. Yes. And the idea, as I understand it so far, and we're going to dig further into it here, is that not that the internet is dead in that there's nothing there, because obviously there's a ton of content uh, on the internet. We spend... A good chunk of our lives delving into that content, not just because we're talk show hosts, but just because a lot of our friends are there. And I tend to believe that most of my friends on the internet are real people. <laughs> um, but what you're pointing out is there's a theory that there's a lot of fakery out there, that there's a lot of robots, a lot of artificial intelligence postings that are duplicated, that are setting conversations, that are uh, putting ideas in people's heads, maybe spreading around certain news stories or propaganda. And I'd like to point out, you have heard the idea before from me, just not in the same name, because I've been saying this forever. That there are a bunch of uh, robots on Every time you uh, talk about something depressing, you're watching on Twitter, I'm just like, why are you showing me that? It's just a... A Fed posted that to make you depressed and or whatever. I, I'm always saying that. It's just a bunch of fake people arguing, Ian. Why are you wasting your time watching fake Fed people arguing? Well, I didn't really think they were AI, but it makes a lot of sense that they would be AI because they don't have that much manpower right. to have all these fake bots. And now there's a nice brand name for it, Dead Internet. That is super catchy. <laughs> You're referring to videos that I that I play of people like doing things in real life. Though. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is... It's not that interesting. It's something that, like, it's not something that, okay, not that the videos you watch aren't interesting, but I don't think that there would really be that much of an uproar about, did you see this person getting in a fight at McDonald's? And there's an uproar about it on Twitter. There's not really an uproar on Twitter. The feds just want you to be distracted. Hmm. I'm always saying things like that to you all the time. And then you say, I've never heard this idea. Well, let's go on. Uh, The story that you're sharing is... Oh, wait, but you're going to tell about the video. Oh, yeah. So there's this video, visualcapitalist.com put together that animates over an entire year, basically. And each frame of the video is, well, it's probably a little longer than one frame, but a fraction of a second is one day. And so the whole, you know, 300-something days in this video goes by in one minute. 
And over that time frame, you see what the top Google searches are, according to Google's results, at least presuming they're giving us honest results, uh, of you know for that day in each state in the United States. And it's very interesting because it shows these trends are almost ubiquitous across the entire United States. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that you will see one state that will be different. Now, for instance, like when the Hurricane uh, Ida struck down in the, the southeast, those states did have Hurricane Ida as their number one search. Uh, and then that went away, you know, as soon as that, that boiled over. But, uh, you know, besides that and a few other, you know, little blips here and there, for the most part, it was all the same searches throughout the entire year. And I mean, the, Mississippi the, had Dogecoin as their search or highest search for the longest period. Yeah, of that time. was yeah. one of the flukes. That was so in, that was interesting to see that kind of happen. And it was interesting to see that Dogecoin took over the entire country for, for days for what looks like two or three weeks yeah. solid because it was up there for a while. And then after Dogecoin went away, Mississippi still had Dogecoin as their for number weeks. one search. So there's probably a bunch of Dogecoin millionaires <laughs> in uh, in Mississippi or billionaires or whatever. But so, I mean, it is interesting to see how these trends do spread and it and it does, you know, make me wonder, do these bots or these AI posters out there, do they play a role in that? Mm, I bet they do. Um, going back to the article from The Atlantic, uh, she says, as evidence, Illuminati pirate, which is the person who started dead internet theory, like gave, giving it a name. Someone on 4chan? Yes. Um uh, offers this example. I've seen the same threads, the same pics, and the same replies posted over and over across the years, which is basically all I've been saying. Hmm. It's not really that I have anything to point at because I've just I'm always on Instagram or something like that. I've been recently trying to cut back as much as I possibly can because I'm on it all the time. And it just makes me sick because I just hate uh, things that aren't human. I really do. So, hmm. and... um you you know that that I'm an organic supremacist. <laughs> so when I see the things, I'm just like nobody thinks that. I get so annoyed, and I've been saying this for years, literally. Um, you can switch to TikTok, Bonnie. No, TikTok is even worse. It's I all people though. I don't know. I I I like TikTok, you know? but I'm just I get too trapped by it. I only ever had it for like a month in 2020, and I was like, yep. How do you know Never they're not defakes? I don't. I I don't know that they're not de- defakes. Are getting really good. You know, there's <laughs> something. You know, maybe maybe they are real people though, because I can tell you, I hate TikTok so bad. It just <laughs> it's the number I, one website. I now. know it is, but it grinds me so hard just to even mm-hmm. see one or two of them. Is it because so, they play the same sounds over and over again? I think so, but it also could be maybe I'm just really warmed up to my robot overlords, and every time <laughs> I see a real person, it, it makes you angry. Me the wrong way. <laughs> No. <laughs> At least I heard they were the number one website. According to similar web, they're not. I saw that too. So I don't I know. I saw they were the number one above Google. Maybe that was fake news. Hmm. Well, it says he argues that all modern entertainment is generated and recommended by an algorithm. Gestures at the existence of deep fakes, which sug- uh, suggests that anything at all may be an illusion. And links to a New York story from 2018 titled, How Much of the, of the Internet is Fake? Turns out a lot of it actually. I think it's entirely obvious what I'm subtly suggesting here, given the setup, the post continues. The U.S. government is engaging in an artificial intelligence-powered gaslighting of the entire world population. So far, the original post has been viewed more than, more than 73,000 times. And the, the um, article goes on to say, obviously the internet is not a government psyop. She just says that. 
She just says it, you know. I think she's being facetious when she says that. Well, mm. Even though the Department of Defense had a role in its invention. <laughs> but if it were, the most compelling evidence to me is the dead internet theory's observation that the same news items about unusual moon-related events seem to repeat year after year. I swear I've been saying this for years, she says. What is a super moon, super flower blood moon? What is a pink super moon? A quick search of headlines from just this month brings up, there's something special about this weekend's moon. Don't miss, rare seasonal blue moon rises tonight and why this weekend's blue moon is extra rare. She, she says, I don't understand why everyone is so invested in making me look at the moon all the time. Leave me alone about the moon. And I would say that's not the best example because I can see why a news article would want to write about, like, oh, we need filler uh, mm-hmm. there's some special moon going on. We're going to write an article about it and people will click on that. But I think it's more, I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's like every meme that gets viral has like a, a reason behind it, something that they want you to see or be focused on. And every tweet that gets turned into an ugly, like cropped picture meme and put on Instagram so girls can have their political opinions without having to read anything. Okay, I guess I don't know if I buy the idea that 4chan memes are planted by the government. I mean, some of these things, like if you go to um, Know Your Meme, for instance, there's some classic memes that have been out there for a long time. Uh, Most of them came out on 4chan. I mean, these are just internet geeks posting funny stuff on the internet. I don't think that that means that there's a government plot. There's a different spirit behind different memes. So maybe like Bad Luck Brian wasn't a government ops, but when there's memes that are created to say political things Mm -hmm. i can only see them being government ops Mm. i guess i just don't know what those would look like right like i don't i don't think i see those memes just because i'm in the the libertarian internet circles and so i see funny memes that are against the government that's the other thing that's the other thing um that i was saying on the show with you and aria the other day when i brought this idea up having Mm -hmm. having never read about the dead internet theory was you can tell that they're made by the government because they're such bad memes they suck they're not funny so you're saying there's actual dropout in high school and as a single mom is like yep i post this because i am smarter than people so you're saying that there's a phenomena on the internet of viral unfunny memes yes like see i don't, I don't encounter them yeah they're terrible but normally we, we attribute that to the left can't meme so maybe what what's really going on is there is no left it's all just all a robots bunch of bots <laughs> We're going to continue here. If you want to comment on the dead internet theory, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I mean, I buy the idea that corporations and governments could absolutely be seeding a bunch of BS into the internet. That makes total sense to me. Whether or not they've taken over, I don't know about that. And that just, I guess, that would be a hard one to prove. Um, But there's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We're talking about the dead internet theory. We're going to continue with that. Of course, you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Don't forget, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where we've got a real website. You can go there at social.freetalklive.com. And we do have fake people signing up on social.freetalklive.com. But if they put anything in their profile that's all about, like, 
you know, visit my fake website. We're going to sell you a, an escort or a lot of there's a lot of escort advertising that tries to get on our social media. And then there's other ones that are, uh, you know, we're the tech team for Cash App or we're the te- te- call us for your tech support. There, if anybody puts a URL like that in their profile, they're done for. So spammers are not allowed, but otherwise your opinions are welcome. If you're a real live person and you want to post over at social.freetalklive.com, uh, head on over there. If you, you know you're not going to last on these centralized sites like Wait, Twitter. Are we, are we kicking off actual hookers? No, they're not real. Oh, they're not real hookers. No, okay, because hookers are one of the cornerstones of capitalism yeah you can tell who the spammers are because they always put a link to whatever it is they're spamming in their profile and it's so easy yeah it's so easy to tell what click here for sexy time yeah that kind of (laughs) so uh social.freetalklive.com it is not big tech it's our server we run the thing and that means that uh we don't really care what you're talking about so head on over there it's social.freetalklive.com it's a mastodon based site which means it's open source and it's federated so you can connect with other people on mastodon on thousands of mastodon servers all around the planet or other bots in theory on uh, on mastodon and that's kind of what we're talking about here we're going to continue bonnie with your story in just a moment but we do have sarah she's on the line she knows nothing about dead internet theory because she's never used the internet sarah you're on free talk live oh i have used the internet really but, um well i mean i i do once in a while and when when, when how do you get online I go to the computer at the UNIM, or they have... Um, oh, I thought you were afraid. I thought you had explained to us before that you were afraid to use the public computers. Well, I, I don't use them, but I have used them. I can use them if I wanted Good to. Good for you. I'm really glad to hear that, Sarah. I mean, that uh, that makes me warm in the heart to, to understand that you've actually tried the internet before and you've, you've looked things up, so kudos. Well, anyway, my friend looked up the geranium oil and lemon oil. So both of those oils in combination put into the diffuser, if you inhale it, it's supposed to help fight against the coronavirus. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've called in with some really questionable medical advice before, and I'd just like to point out that, uh, you know, there's a lot of alternative theories out there, and a lot of people swear by them. Drinking Um, pee, for instance. There's... There are people who believe that urine is a panacea. Oh, and drinking can... your first pee of the day. I'm so sorry. Oh, so one pee is better than another. Your first pee of the day only. The darker one and it's grosser. Ew. Um, so there are people out there that literally swear by that. We met a guy like that actually at one of the Anarchapulcos who swore oh. he just finished drinking his own urine in the bathroom right before he came on the air with us, which was kind of gross. But, you know, he swore that it like helped him with all of the things that ailed him. Um, have you ever tried that one, Sarah? No, but this information was was on one of the website. It was brought off of the Google, so I don't know who put it on. I, I mean, I don't know what their background. But that's was. the other thing. You always got to question what you find on the internet because there's there's information about everything out there. So you said you found out that oils, certain essential oils, when inhaled, can supposedly help with coronavirus. And there may be other people that say that, no, that's just a bunch of BS, and these oil companies want to sell you a milliliter of oil for $50. I'm sure it can help like your immune system to have those things uh, burning in your house or diffusing in your house because it's just um, like lemon oil, for example, is just like the skin's uh, oil that comes mm-hmm. out, like highly concentrated. and Right, uh, right. But yeah. that, that, this is that something you really want to get in your lungs, though? Lemon. That's what I was going to say. I just don't know if you should like lean over it and 
breathe it in. But well, I will say, Sarah, to actually agree with you for once, um, I once felt like I was getting a UTI, so TMI, sorry, radio people. Urinary tract infection? Yes, and mm-hmm. I told my aunt, just like, I'm going to schedule a doctor's appointment. I think I have a UTI, and I didn't know she's all into these essential oils. Essential oils and she gave me, she just went and got a little huge... Uh, you know, those pills that you can make yourself like capsule thing and mm-hmm. filled it with lemon oil and told me just to drink water the rest of the day. And with what was happening, like I could tell it was coming on, just went away. Hmm. Well, uh, straight lemon oil is going to be an absolute mega shot of vitamin C. Yeah, I bet. So and it's all, it's mm. like super concentrated. It's not like juice, you know, it's not lemon juice. So I could believe it, Sarah, but I just wouldn't think that you should just stand over and breathe it. Well, you know what? Especially, I believe that that tea tree oil, the the um, because it has antibacterial, antifungal, antibacterial, it kills germs. And if you inhale it in the diffuser, it will kill the virus inside your nostril cavity. Well, you know what? I you know what I think, Sarah. If you believe that it will, it may very well do that. That's true. There's a lot when it comes to belief when it comes to getting well out there. I mean, there's. Right. The the mm-hmm. the uh, placebo effect is very very strong. It's very well studied, and that is a very very important thing. So whatever it is you decide to do, make sure you believe in it. Thanks there, for the call. There, there also was some. What, what was the stuff? It came in an orange box, and it came with like two Q-tips and bubble like bubble wrappers that were um, blister packs that were like soaked in some kind of slimy stuff and if you were if you took them if you had a cold coming on and you wiped the inside of your nasal Zycam. 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 Wow. Yeah. Uh, no word of a lie that stuff works great. It stops the cold or, oh, or, 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 or shortens the length. in on the spot. It's mm. basically and nowadays when I start getting a cold last week included I take some antibacterial uh, hand gel and I clean my hands and I always wipe some upside my nose because it does mm. the same thing and my cold goes away way faster. Amazing. Well, yeah. in like India and places like that, they believe that like common everyday uh, hygiene includes rinsing out your nasal cavities. And part mm. of that is because if some if a virus gets into your nasal mucous membranes, uh, it has to like slowly go through it until you like swallow it and get it into your body so you can actually rinse it out. And that helps. So, you know. You know, and I have experimented myself as I've had pneumonia a whole bunch of times. And I have found that if when you have infected lungs, if you're coughing stuff up, spit it out. Mm, yeah. Your infection don't keep won't that last as long. Get it out. Because yeah. most people, like them, when they cough it up, they swallow it. Yeah, mm. don't do that. Well, That's it good. goes into your stomach and it's still in your There's system. There's a reason you're coughing it up. Because right. you're not supposed to have it inside you. Yeah, most right. people don't want to get up and spit it out. Yeah, get if you're feeling spit awful, that stuff out. What else do we need to know about dead internet theory, Bonnie? Is there more to the story that you wanted to share? There's a little more. It says, in an internet forum dead inter- or about the paranormal... Dead internet theory is discussed as a possible explanation for why threads about UFOs seem to be hijacked by bots so often. Hmm. I could see that. They, they want to take over the narrative. The theory's spread hasn't been entirely organic. Illuminati Pirate has posted a link to his manifesto in several Reddit forums, including Joe Rogan's, um, in which... Uh, in the Joe Rogan... Our Joe Rogan comments, users argue sarcastically... About who among them is a bot? I'm absolutely <laughs> quote. I'm absolutely. <laughs> How many of them are bots arguing with bots, though? <laughs> oh my god, it really could be. 
It says, quote, I'm absolutely the type of loser who would get swindled into living among bots and never realize it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sad. And they said, uh, they keep saying, seems like something a bot would post to <laughs> anything someone replies. <laughs> That particular conversation continued down the bleakest path imaginable to the point of this comment, quote, if I was real, I'm pretty sure I'd be out there living each day to the fullest and experiencing everything I possibly could with every given moment of the relatively infinitesimal amount of time I'll exist for instead of posting on the Internet about this nonsense. So they're implying that maybe Illuminati pirates a bot. Hmm. So it's just getting the person who came up. up with the theory. Yes. Anyway, dead internet theory is pretty far out there, but unlike the internet's many other conspiracy theorists who are out, who are boring or really gullible or motivated by odd politics, the dead internet people kind of have a point. In the New York story that Illuminati pirate invokes, the writer Max Reads plays with the, parano- with the paranoia. Quote, everything that once seemed definitely and unquestionably real now seems slightly fake. He writes, but he makes a solid argument. He notes that a majority of web traffic probably comes from bots and that YouTube for a time had such high bot traffic that some employees feared, quote, the inversion, the point when its systems would start to see bots as authentic and humans as inauthentic. Mm, I guess the bot traffic would be designed to pump up people's view counts, right? Like they hire the uh, Indians to put the bots on their account and lots of thumbs up, pump up their thumbs up, pump up their views, pump up their, their follows, that kind of thing. Must be what that's about. So yeah, interesting theory. If you want to weigh in on it, of course, phones are open here every single night on Free Talk Live. We will return tomorrow, and you can join us online in the meantime over at freetalklive.com, where we promise we're real people. See you tomorrow night.